Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Help Desk for Monday, the 22nd of March. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And I am particularly excited because you're about to explain something complicated to us on a Monday morning, Peter. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, we, we've been hearing a lot about the fact that uh, changes to iOS 14 are spooking people out in uh, the marketing and media space, uh, mainly about tracking, uh, about users having to opt in to tracking, which is freaking a lot of people out. The funny thing is there is a framework in China called CAID. I don't know what it stands for, but that's all you need to know, CAID, which is used on the majority of apps in China. And it is uh, a way of identifying a user and and basically tracking them from app to app to app. Now, this has been around for a while. Uh, it has, I think it was uh, WeChat were the people who originally came up with the framework. And, and because they're as popular in China as Facebook is in uh, the West, then every other third-party uh, app out there uses this framework. Anyway, a couple of days ago, people were discussing what would happen with this framework. And Chinese, uh, sorry, the people behind CAID started making a push for the apps that didn't use the framework to start using it. Apple responded to this by saying, well, no, that's not what we meant when we talked about privacy. We're not letting you guys just create your own little uh, framework to track within apps. But the question is, Tess, Apple will stand up to Facebook and they will to an extent, but even then they won't push the friendship too far because Apple needs the Facebook app in its app store. But, you know, standing up to Facebook is one thing. Standing up to the entire nation of China is another thing which they have been reluctant to do in the past. Yeah, when you put it like that, it, it is a tougher... Uh, a tougher fight for Apple to pick with China because of, I guess, their supply chain and manufacturing and also just being an enormous market for mm. iPhone users. It will be interesting, I guess. So these apps have uh, in China have pretty much figured out a way to get around Apple's new rules. Um, so they're still going to be able to track your behavior across the your device. I don't know. Maybe they're just sort of asking, I think it's better to ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Yeah, I think so. And I think that they are the ones with the power in this situation. I mean, if if every single app in China is using this framework, then what are Apple going to do? They're not going to turn away. Like you said, uh, China is an incredibly lucrative market for Apple, as well as being the home of their manufacturing. There's only so much they can do uh, to anger that market. I mean, yeah, because Apple's basically got to kick people out of the App Store if they don't comply with these new rules. Mm, totally. Which is interesting because uh, these changes have also been bitterly fought by Facebook. And that's because most most of the users are expected to opt out of the tracking Previously, Facebook has run full-page newspaper ads suggesting Apple's change would hurt uh, small businesses, and their CFO has warned it would you know, basically lead to a massive drop in ad revenue. Uh, there's also been reports that we've discussed before that Facebook is working on an antitrust case against Apple. 
But interestingly, last week, Mark Zuckerberg has changed his tune, kind of. Uh, He was speaking in a clubhouse chat on Thursday, uh, US time, and he basically said they'd managed through. The quote is, it's possible that we may even be in a stronger position if Apple's changes encourage more businesses to conduct more commerce on our platforms by making it harder for them to use their data in order to find the customers that would want to use their products outside our platforms. Did that make any sense? It did. It did. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's it's hard to think of in Australia because right now we have Marketplace on Facebook which is the Gumtree. Basically, uh, Facebook ate up Gumtree and now you can't buy anything on Gumtree. <laughs> you have to go to Facebook. In America, Facebook has has extended that to small stores around America. So that has become a very massive push for them. Uh, it's become a very big e- e-commerce platform very quickly. And so I guess what Facebook is saying here is like if – if people can't be tracked anywhere else, then they're going to be more inclined to get that data. And so they're going to open up shop fronts on Facebook. Uh, so Facebook, And just stay inside yeah, the Facebook ecosystem. Which yeah. is kind of terrifying. Yeah. So my, my conclusion on this story was that it looks like Facebook's going to go along with those changes so it doesn't get kicked out of the App Store when the iOS... Ha- update uh, happens in a couple of weeks i think Mm -hmm. and if you do want to listen to the full clubhouse audio that is in the show notes he uh, zuckerberg was speaking alongside the ceos of shopify and spotify so there might be something in there for the e-commerce nerds (laughs) yeah i mean that's a hell of a lineup i thought you weren't allowed to record clubhouse i guess they've changed those rules maybe it depends who you are yeah (laughs) again it's i don't know Anyway, sticking with Facebook for one last story, we promise. Facebook has floated the idea of Instagram for kids. We discussed last week that 13 is usually the cutoff point for apps for users out there because uh, 13 is as young as you can be to be advertised uh, to on a digital platform. And so for the most part, they try, most of the social networks try to aim for 13 and above. But Facebook has entered the kids' market earlier with Facebook Messenger for Kids, which is, I've got to say, very well-designed, and I still hate it with every fibre of my being. Um, I don't like the fact that my kid's on there, and she's only five. She's already starting to get... She's not addicted to it in any way. Like, we only let her use the iPad once a week or whatever. But there's something about it that just creeps me out. (laughs) It's mainly because it's Mm. Facebook, (laughs) let's be honest. Um, But anyway, so Facebook is, uh, yeah, floating the idea of an Instagram for kids. What do you think about that, Tess? I think, you know, some of the commentary around this makes a pretty good point that Instagram for kids, you can't really compare it to the Messenger for kids because Messenger is a closed network, Mm, uh, mm. assuming that this, if it's a direct copy of Instagram, that's a much more open network, so harder to keep kids, you know, safe from bullying or other predators that they haven't managed to kick off the main platform mm. also like super addictive <laughs> at just add another addictive thing to the mm. the list of things you can have on your screen yeah totally i found myself pretty addicted to instagram until i deleted it from my phone there's also a lot of stories out there that instagram uh leads to depression in teenagers in the sense that everyone kind of 
thinks of it as the nice social network, but the fact that everyone is showing how much better their lives are than you tends to make people feel really self-conscious when looking at the app and teenagers especially tend to to react that kind of way. I guess even more cynical way of looking at it is Facebook has what like 3.3 billion users on the planet. If it's going to look for user growth, there's only so many places that it, it can go to find those new users and under 13 might be might be the next one. Yeah, yeah. But beyond, you know, dropping smartphones out of a plane to, to countries that haven't adopted Facebook yet, this, this is probably the, the only other method they have. And the final story for today is Amazon has joined uh, a deal to buy the Monday night screenings of the NFL in the US. This is a big deal because sports and news are considered to be the last two frontiers of free-to-air television. Uh, they're the only things that people watch live, and so therefore they, they were the last two things that TV could hold on to, network television could hold on to and say, these are ours, damn it. Well, Amazon is jumping in. They're paying a billion dollars a year in one of the most confusing deals ever uh, because it's... It is super confusing. This whole (laughs) article in the show notes is basically just numbers and names of US broadcasters. Yeah. So please make it make sense. Yeah. And because they're all like owned by multinationals as well, it's like uh, you have to figure out which is the parent company of which one. But anyway, so Amazon will be taking Thursday nights. Hang on. Are you sure that I think it's Thursday. Yeah. Sorry. You said Monday earlier. Oh, did I? Thursday. Dang it. Uh, which is the the least popular night to watch footy in in the US. Uh, Sunday is the night that everyone wants because they play the majority of their games on Sunday. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Basically, the the rights are being split up by Amazon, NBC Universal, and Disney, which owns ESPN and ABC. So there are many places that you can watch football on TV – But now there are also three separate streaming services because they're all multinationals that own their own streaming services. Uh, You'll be able to watch some games on Amazon Streaming, on Amazon Prime, some on Peacock, which is NBC Universal's streaming platform, and of course on Disney Plus. They're expected to get a bunch of uh, games in this deal as well, including for Australians who care about that football. They've bought the rights to two Super Bowls and they're expected to stream those. On Disney Plus. That's going to be a big deal for like the one day of the year Mm. that people in Australia care about it. (laughs) Exactly right. And that's the show for today. Uh, Thank you, Peter. Oh, thank you, Tess. Uh, We will catch you tomorrow. And in the meantime, feel free to like or review the help desk. Yeah, if you pop on over to Apple Podcasts, that's the best place to do it because that's where the most people are. So thank you so much. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to write something because we're both so dead. You have to write something. (laughs) See ya. ya.